0: Welcome to TV Chinwag, where we take one part cheeky talk, two parts witty banter, then dump in a whole heaping spoonful of snark. It's TV Chinwag. Here are your hosts, Ryan and Jules.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 19th episode of TV Chinwag.
0: You just made it. I'm your host, up. Ryan.
1: <laughs> You've got
0: no that's fucking like, idea what number podcast it is.
1: I'm pretty sure it's episode eight. It is. It's episode 18. Go home,
0: Ryan. You're drunk.
1: TV Chinwag. This is the first TV Chinwag I've done where I'm not drunk, actually. I'll thank you very much, madam, well, who that's... I would introduce as Jules, my co-host.
0: It's the first one I've done in a few weeks where we're not in the same room, and I'm a bit sad.
1: I know, it is sad, isn't it? I'm
0: back on the other side of the Atlantic Pacific Red Sea. You took your
1: transatlantic flight home.
0: (laughs) I did. Um, By way
1: of England.
0: Yes, so this is the first... Then going down
1: to Hong Kong.
0: How many did we do when I was in... In your big open flat. Well, we did three
1: official ones, and then we tried to do a commentary, which did not turn out very well.
0: Yes. um, MTK3 Theatre or whatever has got nothing to fear from us. We were going to do a live commentary on Doctor Who, and I think we just ended up drinking beer and watching it silently with Ryan harumphing occasionally. Right.
1: Chastising it for its (laughs) shittiness.
0: So we've moved on from that
1: though <laughs> Yeah, it was not a very positive podcast
0: well, Unlike ma- normally
1: when it, we're just it, so positive
0: It was mainly silent Anyway, I am back yeah. in the land down under um, and But we're, we're still podcasting And I've come home to a big long list of new TV to watch Because um, after that many episodes Which is like, that's over 30 TV How many is it? 36, not counting all the reality shows we did in one hit, that's like 36 TV Mm -hmm. series. Mm -hmm. I think I said this last time, it still astonishes me and Ryan and I have just been doing our list going forward. Having a look through all the new series for Fall that will be... um, the full series that we'll be trying out. Uh, there may be some that we just do the pilot and no more, but we've got a few series that we're going to um, dive into and at least give a decent watch so we can review them for you. And um, we're really
1: pushing each other to see who cries uncle first when it comes to <laughs> trying to fit a whole series into a week or two full series into a week. <laughs>
0: Uh, Yes, I said I've been putting TV shows on my phone to watch on the bus on the way to work because then I come home and um, watch another, you know, 18 hours of television before I go to work again because that's how (laughs) dedicated I am to television and this podcast. Um, And because of that, why don't you tell me what I should be knowing about television this week, Ryan? What's hot on the news?
1: Well, there was a big return this week, one of my favorite shows. And apparently I'm the only one that watches it. Boardwalk Empire came back. Ooh, <laughs> well, I don't think you are walk. the...
0: You're not the only one. It, does it get...
1: It's, man, it really feels like it, because nobody <laughs> I know watches this show except for me. I, I tweeted, Ooh, Boardwalk Empire's on. You know who retweeted me? No one. Nobody <laughs> gave a shit. Not even me. <laughs> no, and they, they have like 2.4 million uh, viewers, but I don't know where they all are.
0: I didn't even give probably you probably
1: Sub-Saharan Africa. I don't know.
0: I didn't even give you a pity retweet. That's pretty bad.
1: Well, you might have, but <laughs> no, I, I, I didn't. just ignore those because
0: I'm just like Boardwalk, which is not because wa- I haven't watched the show, so I'm not criticizing well, the show at no, all. No, but
1: you're not. You're not that far off. It's not the most exciting of shows, but I, I do like it a lot. Um, I think it's really cool. Um, we came back in now in season five, is it? Wow. And, um, yeah, or sorry, it's it's season four. And uh, they actually jumped ahead about, I don't know, five or six years. Oh. And it now is in the 1930s. So uh, when we first started it, it was 1919, just flipping over to 1920, which is when the American Prohibition started. And uh, Nucky Thompson, uh, who was uh, a, a drug or a, a booze uh, guy, a, a bootlegger, if you will, um, set up his empire in, in the boardwalk and now we're 1930s and showing how that plays out we will review that coming up hopefully fairly shortly oh, we'll uh, once good. jewel starts watching it
0: or uh, well maybe we'll have a um we'll do an episode of the podcast where um you you convince me why it's awesome and i should watch it and i'll try and do the same for a series you haven't watched that's mm. just me getting overwhelmed or maybe you could
1: just you could just watch it
0: Okay. I'll just hop in my TARDIS so I can have 40 hours in every day
1: Exactly, Um, just jump in the fourth season and just start watching, I'll fill in the gaps
0: So (laughs) something I know that uh, you don't watch but that's because you don't like it which also returned this week uh, is uh, Sons of Anarchy for its seventh and final season Uh, I think I've said to you it's one of those shows where I'm often not quite sure why I'm still watching it because every character in it is utterly horrid and reprehensible and um, the violence in it is Stomach churningly sickening However, yay, it's back
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Boardwalk Empire <laughs> uh,
0: Seriously, the uh, the premiere episode uh, If this has set the bar for the final season It's just We're all going to be thigh deep in blood and gore um, By the end of it um, And yes, at some point I'll talk more about it Purely because I am uh, fascinated with why I keep watching it um, Any other news? from the world of television, Ryan.
1: Ooh, we will be reviewing The Leftovers next week, which just had its finale on Sunday. Oh, um, God, yep. yes. <coughs> I keep hearing really good things, Jules, so I'm looking forward to doing that one.
0: Good. I want to talk to you about it because there's lots to talk about with it. Uh, again, I think it's uh, it's been a bit under the radar, although quite... It's had some critics who've really loved it and others who haven't quite got into it but i think uh it is has been renewed for a second season interestingly it's based on a book and the book uh, the first season basically covered the whole book so it'll be interesting it's in uh it's in free space now so uh, where they go going forward it's interesting
1: because board boardwalk uh, is also this is its last season anarchy it's the last season um true blood it was the last season um other than True Blood, you know Boardwalk, I feel is is pretty strong, and Anarchy sounds like it's pretty damn strong too. You surprised at all that these things are ending relatively early?
0: No, well, I think, if you call it early, yeah, I, I, don't know. I think seven seasons. I mean, I think uh, I think Sons of Anarchy, and, and I know the creator Kurt Sutter is pretty happy with having seven seasons, and in fact, he had that confirmed back. Oh, I think back in season five, um, and he's been really given a dream run in that at this point he basically makes episodes as long as he feels like it. So they vary from, you know, 50 minutes to, I don't even know how long this week's was. It was sort of 80 minutes or something. <laughs> so he's had, I don't think you could get more creative freedom than he's had, but he, he had an arc in, you know, a broad arc in mind. And there's a point where... Um, it's the sort of show where there wouldn't be no one left standing up after a while. It's had a very high death rate, and it's amazing it's really lasted this long. But it's certainly, I think, the quality is. I mean, you could argue about whether the story would have been stronger over less seasons, but I think for what it for what it is, the 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 show is as strong now as it's it's ever been. Um, so it's nice to go out and nice to go out with a planned ending which is something uh, a lot of shows don't get a chance to do so boardwalk's doing the same it knew it was ending and so it's been out of plan a finale i assume
1: well those might be two nice shows actually that we could review together boardwalk and anarchy and um we can uh, each watch some of those and, and come back with sure. why we don't like the other one <laughs> I might love
0: Boardwalk Empire.
1: I don't know. I don't know if you will, actually. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. You'll have to give it some time.
0: I have very broad tastes.
1: Oh, I, I know. <laughs> I hear, I hear you. Actu- I really act- I like the broads. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, on that note, um, it was a bit of an, uh, um, another little uh, teaser for the, one of the hugely hyped shows that's coming up soon, which is Gotham. Um which is the um, pre pre batman Batman series that's focusing on um, on uh, Jim Gordon, and that is that uh, detective Renee Montoya, who is actually a lesbian in the comics, is actually going to be a lesbian on the TV show um, so. That's quite exciting, and she's actually uh, going to have hot lesbian sex, which is also exciting.
1: Take it easy; it's on Fox. Don't don't get your CW. <laughs> so Fox or CW? Fox.
0: No, it's not on yeah. CW. Um, yeah. Hey, I'll take what I can get. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or, um, I'm, I'm really intrigued by. It just makes me even more intrigued by Goth- Gotham. There was a. I don't know if it was a half hour or 40 minute uh, sort of preview uh, special recently um which I watched and it's I, I'm intrigued to watch it because it looks like it's got a whole lot going for it Except I don't, don't quite know what the story is <laughs> But it looks fantastic I'll be interested to see your view on the VFX Because, you know, the design of it looks fantastic It's got some oh, great yeah. actors it's um, some great characters uh, But I'm still not quite... And the tone, I think, will be interesting Because it's going for this very dark, gritty, noir feel But, of course, they're comic book Characters and they're very big comic book characters. So uh, the, there's a lot of um, things that don't quite – that threw me out of the noirishness of it, like the, the young mm-hmm. peng, penguin and um, the uh, character that Jada Pinkett Smith's playing uh, seem – More Smallville than you know. Well, no, not even Smallville actually. Anyway, I won't. We're not talking about Gotham now. Um, but obviously, I'm intrigued, (laughs) and I'm I'll be interested to see, uh, um, where that goes. The other show that surprisingly has had almost universal critical acclaim, which was one that I certainly wasn't going anywhere near with a ten foot pole. But now I'm intrigued about is Jane the Virgin, on the CW. Mm. Um. And that has had all these critics tweeting out things like, I know you're not going to believe me, but it's really awesome.
1: Oh, good. <laughs> and that was based on a Braz- is it an Argentinian or a Brazilian Yeah, so it's show? based
0: on a yeah a telenovela, which is basically their, their soap operas. What it appears to be is a really well-written, um, funny, sweet family comedy. Um, I have seen a couple of trailers Extended trailers for it Don't think it's my sort of show But I'm now really uh, Intrigued to You know To have a little look at it And see uh, what everyone's raving about
1: That's what I love about you Jules You you don't have your mind pre-made up
0: (laughs) Well you know Know where the next good television show know. is going to come from uh yeah. you never know what's going to be the one that really goes you know gets under your skin and you know six years later you you've sat through all that all those episodes of lost And <laughs> you are like how did i get here um,
1: yeah absolutely
0: so you know i think that's and there's so much you know i think there's as we've talked about on this show and some of the uh, shows you've introduced me to like i am just gagging for broad city to come back i've just rewatched all of that because i like that's just like my crack i can i can't stop watching that that's so but then cool. again you
1: have broad tastes
0: oh, <laughs> do har- you see har- did you see what i did there wow
1: I wow. know the jokes; they don't stop coming just because you're not here.
0: <laughs> okay, let's get on to what we're going to talk about this week, which is two uh, very different shows, both dramas. We're going to talk about The Fall, which is, um, I think, is I don't know if it's a co-production, but it's an Irish, um, Irish-British uh, drama yes, series of, of yeah. uh, five episodes, and then The Power. Which is a stars show And everyone knows Ryan and I love our stars Series uh, Which started in the middle of this year So it's had How many episodes? It's had 8 episodes
1: 8 episodes in the first season Yes and it has Which one do you want to start with?
0: Let's start with The Fall because you've just watched that haven't you?
1: Yes The Fall Welcome to Belfast The killer is out there somewhere And we have nothing at all
0: This was not his first murder. Killed in their own homes by strangulation. Look, there could be sisters. We want to work closely with you to advance the investigation, not to find fault. What have you found so far? Staggering levels of incompetence. I don't want the two murders linked. This is the third murder in three months. If we don't stop him, he will
1: kill again. So, *The Fall*, starring Jillian Anderson, uh, <sighs> who looks amazing. Can I just say, just first of all, say how awesome she looks? And, and just for being an older broad. <laughs>
0: wow. Uh, well, older than twenty-one. Um,
1: older, yeah. you older an, than Hollywood? Will allow.
0: Uh, were you an *X Files* fan?
1: Yeah. Yes and no. Not not a huge fan. I, I liked it.
0: Um, were you a Gillian Anderson fan? Mm.
1: Hmm. Yep. I was.
0: Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, <laughs> yes. Uh, and it was interesting because she sort of uh, after the X Files, she I think she actually moved to the UK. Uh, oh, did she? Oh. Yeah, and she disappeared off doing sort of merchant ivory. She did a few sort of periody sort of movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh things. And, and and she was in a, a you know, a few movies, but sort of not anything really high profile. She was, of course, in the two X-Files films. Better or worse. Um and then she's turned up in this uh, in the fall, and then of course she's now uh, in season three. Has just been made a regular on Hannibal. Uh, so, oh, right. Yeah. So she has right. been in the first two seasons of Hannibal as Hannibal's th- therapist, um, Bedelia de Maurier. Uh, so it's I'm I'm just thrilled to have her back on my TV screen. And th- she'll
1: be in the third season. Well, you you can't you can't uh, you, you can't hit home runs with all of them, I guess. Eh? <laughs>
0: Uh, Yes, dear listeners, in case you've forgotten, Ryan hates (laughs) Hannibal. Um,
1: But what did I think of The Fall? So The Fall is about, it's a psychological thriller that follows um, a serial killer as he stalks his victims around Belfast, Ireland, and um, kills these women who are, I, I guess they sort of show that they were women that were very professional and very successful in their jobs. And... Um, he sort of stalks them Breaks in the house, murders them, poses them Doesn't do horrific, gross things Like make sculptures out of their bodies Or anything <laughs> like on Hannibal Anything ridiculously unbelievable However, um, he
0: still is a horrible serial killer
1: <laughs> Yes, and very frightening He's And not, yes. really, once you're dead, you're dead So it doesn't really matter <laughs> um, And he, I, I mean, he was played, I thought, quite nicely uh, By a guy named Jamie Dornan uh, Who's an, an Irish actor, I believe um, very handsome and, and good looking, but has a real dark side. I, I think um, it kind of reminded me a bit of The Killing in, in the fact that it was, um, you know, quite dark and, and uh, a bit depressing. Jillian Anderson plays the super cop that comes in and essentially solves the crime. Now, what do you think? Here's here's my my question to you, Jules. And I'm probably glossing over way too much, but how do you feel about a show like this where you actually Actually follow the killer So you know who the killer is You know he's done his killing That for me was a little bit one of the And I don't want to be spoiler about this I don't think it's super spoiler But there's no twist at the end And I was kind of expecting there to be a twist A la the killing A la every other Serial killer show.
0: I, I suppose to go back. And look, I, I'll admit that crime fiction, uh, whether it's TV movies or, or books, is one of my um, one of my favourite genres. And I suppose going back, if you go back to Columbo, the TV series. Is that before your time, young Ryan?
1: Mm, it's around my time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, the big thing about Columbo was you knew who the murderer was at the beginning. So it was actually quite, uh, again, it was quite uh, different in its approach because we knew who the murderer was and it was watching Columbo solve the case and expose them that was the intrigue, not who is it but how how are they going to get caught. Um I have to say, and as someone who watches and reads a huge amount, and, you know, the serial killer trope and genre has been, uh, to use a very bad pun, done to death over the last few mm. decades. Um, I found the the antagonist in this and the, and the killing uh, one of the creepiest and, and more, most chilling that I've seen. I think there were elements to that character and his domesticity and normality if you like that by letting us see that it actually made his darkness more um more chilling and 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 scarier um this is the first series i can remember in a long time where i actually had that sort of emotional reaction to the killer whereas normally it's oh, um, yes, you know, he's killed another 15 people and, you know, he's going to get caught. Um, And and often these characters are played very big. I mean, going back to the original Mm -hmm. Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal, you know, these are often characters with, you know, extreme psychological pathologies and tics and, yes, as you said, sculpting bodies into uh, uh, totem poles and things like that, whereas this... This is the sort of guy you could believe lived next door to you and you you would be shocked when the news (laughs) vans turned up to say, but didn't you know he was a serial killer? And as I said, there are little touches to what his home life is like that just sent, and again, trying not to spoil here, but, you know, him at home with his family just sent absolute chills through me, um, knowing who he really is and then seeing him in that setting. Um, So... I will say that given my reaction, I think he was um, played very well. I should just jump in and say that the um, the actor who plays the serial killer is actually now the guy who is the lead in um, the Fifty Shades of Grey movie. So, oh, okay. So, well, um, no. <laughs> well, just interesting because I think were, there will be people who after seeing that movie, which is bound to be hugely watched, if not popular, um, we will come back and see him in this as a serial killer. Possibly not too far apart the two roles. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, not having read Fifty Shades of Grey, but mm-hmm. um, he's quietly, quietly charismatic.
1: And he's got great abs. <laughs> I
0: didn't notice that myself, but I'll take your word on it, Ryan. Um,
1: um so uh, do you like so? Do, yes or no? Do you like that following the following the killer?
0: Well, I think like with anything, it's it's it needs to be played well. So what's the what's the point of it? So if we don't have the intrigue of who done it, what is the intrigue? So it's got to be watching the police or whoever's investigating find out. Uh, in this case, it's also having that insight into his psyche and daily life and you know, that sort of could he do something to those people closer to him, to his family. So there's sort of a, a built intention there as well. Did how did you find it? Or were you a bit disappointed to to know who it was from the get go?
1: No, I I mean I, I suppose it's okay. It um I don't feel like it really glorified what he was doing like on some other shows, Hannibal for instance. Um I, I feel like He was a little bit too normal. Maybe I wanted him to be a little bit more manic or I wanted him to be a little bit more psychotic, American psycho style. Um, So he seemed pretty normal a lot of the times. Even the stuff when he is with his family and stuff, I, I don't know. It was it was it was really good. Maybe I would have played it differently, or I would have asked somebody to play it differently. But um, I don't think it was wrong. And uh, you, you know, it's, I think it's fairly common for, especially uh, English shows, uh, for you know, to be really talented actors that work on them. And I think this guy was a really talented actor. Yeah, I, I, and, you know, I think he was taking what was on the page and definitely making it his, his own. Mm. Um, just. Uh, it would have been nice to have a little bit of mystery, maybe in in the story. It really did play out exactly with what you saw there. There was nothing surprising about it. There was no real twists or turns, and except maybe for, for me, the end, I want a little bit of
0: maybe mystery. the ending is again. Don't want to give any spoilers, yeah. but the ending is sort of shocking in a very strange way.
1: Ah, yeah, it certainly is. <laughs> it certainly a, I have s- of a letdown.
0: Oh, see, I yeah, see again. I didn't take that as a letdown. I I took it as, yeah, actually amping up the tension, and and I liked it because it was different. I suppose when you've consumed a lot of this, it's nice to still be surprised. And I think uh, emphasizing the fact that this is a guy you could work alongside or live next door to and yes, he wasn't full of, you know, sort of moustache twirling, keeping dead mother in the attic type antics, yeah. um, was a twist. Uh, the other twist, of course, is that Julian uh, Anderson, so she plays this detective that's come over from the UK. You know, she's a bit of a, uh, what's the word? You know, she's come in as the hired gun because, you know, there's, you know, basically the local local lot haven't, haven't been able to close uh, a case. Um, and in... If you step- I think she
1: was coming to review review a policeman, wasn't she? Uh, yeah. Originally, she was coming over to do a formal review on someone?
0: Uh, yes, and a case they were yeah. looking at that... You know hadn't been able to be closed and
1: uh this was actually the part that, that bugged me about this whole thing and i'm not i don't think it's spoiling because it happens early but she comes you know here's about one murder here's about another and then automatically just ties these together to one killer that was a real leap of faith i didn't feel like there was any sort of yeah. sinew between these murders that should have prompted her to do that and that was kind of a a bad move on her her part, I think.
0: Yeah, and I, I look, I'll, I'll agree that that seemed a little quick. I suppose we are talking about something that only had five episodes. So, you know, ideally it would have been nice to have had that played out. And, and to seen her methodology, if you like, or a bit more of her background, you know, to know that maybe she just, you know, she's seen this before. So she's more, or she's seen where the structure of the local force, um, acts against them seeing these links which is part of what she's saying you know that they sort of blinkered in how they're looking at things so that would have been nice I mean in some ways you find out more a lot more about the murderer than you do about her character but um, one thing I loved is that she plays uh, her, um, her detective is very much a normal uh, a, a very oft used trope it's the you know she sort of the one with the insight and, and the track record and a bit of a lone wolf and she's, you know, obviously, you know, a degree of uh, social dysfunction in her personal life and this job has affected her. We, we You know, that sort of thing we've seen before. But the interesting thing here is because she's a woman in her 40s and, you know, she rolls into town and beds the first, you know, cute guy she sees, basically, sort of things that you don't blink at when it's um, the gruff, you know, middle-aged detective doing it, but it's different to see her doing it. And she plays a, a type of character we haven't – I mean, she's so – repressed isn't quite the word, is it? it but she says something no. so contained and almost – it's almost like a – Calculated,
1: a, methodical. Yes, and,
0: uh, and you just get the sense yeah. of her – and that's almost like a fragility because you almost get the, the the sense that there's she's doing all this work under the surface, um, to have that facade and to or, or is she is that just who she is? I mean that's what you really don't get to to know. But I I was fascinated by her and and um, I think anyone who has seen her in Hannibal as well, Gillian Anderson is uh, you know there's some similarities in playing these characters where there's so much going on under the surface but she plays them almost quite quietly um and there's there's only a couple of times in this series where you know then she has this sort of uh outburst isn't quite the right word but when you know she's strong but she's I don't know it, uh, she was she intrigued me she's
1: the- she's strong but she's damaged she's damaged yeah. goods but she's successful and she's powerful, but she's still a little bit fucked up in her own right. You know, she she can control all her emotions to the nth degree. However, I think she lets some, some things get the best of her. Really, she's a mirror of this killer. I mean, yeah. it's the same thing. She has problems controlling her own um, impulses, it, just like he does this impulse control. And she likes to be in the head and she likes to be... Yeah. Um, you know a little bit screwed up uh, the you know they find the killer put this nail polish on his victim so she goes out and she gets that same nail polish and she starts wearing it why did she do that mm. yeah and Was i mean that- that's
0: that's the old trope about you know you you look into the darkness long enough and it looks back at you and you know you take mm-hmm. you know who's the monster and who's the mm-hmm. the good guy um i just think this is a again a, a Looking, seeing that character and, and that dynamic portrayed from a slightly different angle, and I think really well written. You don't need to tell mm-hmm. us; mm-hmm. we don't need to have a scene mm-hmm. of her talking to X mm-hmm. and explaining mm-hmm. why she's doing stuff. I like mm-hmm. that sort of. Yes. You know, we sort of know she's doing it to get into that mindset, and the fact that it's not explained to us, I like because it allows mm-hmm. you to think, "How fucked up is she? Is this?" Mm-hmm. Is this a good thing she's doing to to find out yeah. who the killer is, or is she herself on an even darker path? So um, I really like this. I, I it was surprising, and I'm thrilled that they're doing a. They've, well, they've already filmed a second se- series season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of five or six episodes. Again, it'll be her with six episodes, her with a different in a different case. So. Um, I would highly recommend it. It's on
1: Netflix. Yeah, it was uh, Netflix in Canada, in America, in... Mm, where else? A few other places. Um, it's five episodes. It's pretty... I wouldn't say it's easy an easy <laughs> watch, that's for sure. But uh, it's it's definitely worth it. It's, it's great. It's really, uh, really good. I, I wouldn't say it's the best. I mean, I, I definitely no. don't think it's a true detective or... Um, even a Fargo But it's still very good And it's British, so we're Irish And uh, those are always good
0: And I think if you if you like mysteries This is, uh, you know, it's a league Above your normal TV procedurals Definitely um, Just mentioning Fargo and True Detective a, a Sort of a th- common Thing this ha- series has in common Is that the first series was written By Alan Cubitt, So he wrote every episode And every episode had the same director which is something we saw certainly repeated direct or directors used for multiple episodes in both Fargo and um, in true detective. So um, again, that interesting model.
1: What did you think about the little side story that was going on? There was also another story with the mob and (laughs) cop corruption.
0: Um, I found that that just
1: really tacked on.
0: Yes. uh, I did find that sort of unnecessarily and distracting. I, I don't have a problem with them having some sort of B story, but you're right. This seemed disconnected and sort of without point. It was one of those ones where I wondered whether, you know, it had been part of something larger originally and got cut back. I, you know, I don't know the history of whether this was always going to be six episodes or whether it was just in the writing and they thought this was an interest you know a good way to flesh out the local culture but you know i, I could have t- certainly could have done without that i mean there's not so much of it that it was distracting or you know that i hated it but it it certainly s- it, um, tacked on's a good term i think
1: so was there sp- only five episodes yes because i'm seeing all these actors for six episodes in imdb um, uh, like it, no, that's Sally pro- Ann Specter. That's six probably episodes. for the,
0: the the second season, which has finished filming, as six episodes.
1: Maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, it, it really felt felt like there should have been a sixth episode to <laughs> it, me. Yes, the <laughs> people who like
0: closure, um, yeah. it, it does end in a place where you'll be like, um. Is there another episode? Okay, well, let's
1: start the next one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what happened? And then what happened? Again, yeah. as I said, I like that. I like. I don't always need things to be tied up, and then people could say, "Oh, it's, they couldn't think of an ending or something." Um, I'd rather have an ambiguous or unfinished story than a patch ending and a neat. Um, uh, tie up of the story, yeah. or something stupid like we got in the last season of The Killing. Um, mm. Again, I'd rather have something different. Uh, whether it worked for me, hundred percent, I don't know what would have worked better. Um, I liked being left with that uncomfortableness.
1: Um, I yeah, I, I would have liked to have seen another episode, but it didn't kill me that it ended there. I, I was fine with that. No, well, obviously not. Uh, You'd be, you be
0: podcasting if you were dead.
1: <laughs> no, I wouldn't be. Sorry about being um, too literal. Yeah, you're being too literal. I'm not actually going to die. <laughs>
0: stop,
1: don't Jules, Don't worry. Stop I'm not being such die, a diva. Okay?
0: Then <laughs>
1: uh, it got 8.1 on IMDb star rating. Would you? Would you give it a watch? Would you suggest? Yeah. Go oh, and watch definitely.
0: It? And, and with with a yeah. handful of episodes, as I said, I think the the uh, the storytelling, the acting, uh, the fact for most people, this is set in a different environment than, you know, because it's set in Belfast, a different environment yeah. than normal. Um,
1: I, the- you know what I like about the, the, these uh, British shows is their police departments are so formal and so regimental that it's so different than watching NYPD blue. And you have, you know, these <laughs> de- detective inspectors and, you know, all these people and they're all in cool uniforms uh, to me. Yeah, I think that's a, a, just fun to watch on its own.
0: Um, a series I'm sure we're going to talk about in a few weeks' time called Legends, uh, which is with Sean Bean, who manages to survive um, episode to episode, it. Um, actually reminded me of that because I was... I don't know if you ever saw an English series called... Uh, it was called Spooks in the UK, and I think it was called MI5 in North America. It went for about... Uh, yeah. Yeah, so it went for about 10... Robbie
1: Coltrane s- was in it, I think. No. Okay. It
0: <laughs> was another one. But um, <laughs> he was in Cracker.
1: Right, Cracker, yeah. Um,
0: this was a spy drama. And one of the okay. things I okay. liked about it, and it, it harks back to what you were saying about The Fall, though, was it actually takes that, uh, and I'm not saying it's entirely realistic, but it takes that work environment and the bureaucracy and all that and makes that part of the story, you know, so that they have to deal with – you know the you know the day to day workings of how a police department or a spy agency mm. works. Mm-hmm. Whereas so many and this the, about the um, the series The Legends made me think so many uh, U.S. series throw throw all that out the window. So basically, whether it's uh, NCIS or Twenty Four or any of the Law and Orders, most of the time it's as if these people can do what they like. You know?
1: It's almost like a like a, a guy could come back from the 1800s, befriend a cop, and then be indoctrinated into the police force with nobody really asking too many questions.
0: Well, yes, Sleepy Hollow might be yeah. a bit of an extreme, but I think in throwing out the uh, those rules and how a workplace operates, it actually removes some of that tension. You know, the mm-hmm. fact that. You- And again, you get it a lot, you get it occasionally in in, in US shows, but a lot more in UK shows you'll get things where, you know, they can't, Getting overtime, so they can't do the surveillance, or they, mm-hmm. or the the higher ups have got uh, political pressure on them. And it's not just mm-hmm. the very special episode where the mayor steps in; it's mm-hmm. every week there are budgetary constraints, or there's paperwork. What
1: reminds me of that is um, the Canadian show Intelligence. That oh, exactly.
0: And half
1: of the battle. <laughs> you
0: made me watch, but it was a pleasure. <laughs> and we will talk about that. Half the battle is, is just pushing
1: point. the red tape and getting yeah. the paperwork passed, and all that. And shit. that yeah. really,
0: although. It's sounds boring. It enhanced the story because it gives other barriers for the detectives or whoever's doing the investigating to overcome are those the internal politics or or bureaucracy whereas, you know, so often in the US shows, as I said but people are free agents, there's unlimited budgets. I seem to be able to work any time of the day or night with the same partner all the time Um, and no one ever has to um, fill out a report Although they have, you know, computers or in the old days typewriters on their desks. So right. I, I think that was, as, as you point out, sorry to go back to your point about the fall, I I liked that. And, and I liked that feeling that this is, you know, it's a local police force who have been doing their best. You know, they're not made out to be total incompetence, although there's some dodgy dealings going on around the place. Um, and you can see exactly why they'd be resentful of Gillian Anderson's character coming in as well, as as well as accepting that you know that's just the way workplaces operate these days. Things go wrong, you bring in the consultant if you like, and
1: and she sleeps with everyone.
0: Well, yes. Um, well, not every, <laughs> not <that>. everyone. <laughs> well,
1: I mean, she didn't sleep with the killer, but other than that, I and mean, even the other uh, police constable, they were the female constable. They were making eyes at each other, right?
0: Hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Was there something going on there, do you think?
0: Oh, it's hard to get my own lust for Gillian Anderson out of the way to see that. But again, right. I like that because, and there's a wonderful scene she has with her superior uh, where she calls him out on the fact that basically, look, she did sleep with someone who, let's just say it was probably the wrong person at the wrong time, but... Um, but it is the sort of thing that if she had been a male detective probably would not have been uh, questioned in the same way she was and she has this wonderful monologue about, um, you know, why she's being questioned about who she fucks and um, and, and that's one of the times when you... I s- thought
1: it was handled really well.
0: Mm, yeah, and I, I just... It, it, it adds, again, she's a female... Detective Superintendent in this environment, and it doesn't—it um, doesn't ignore that fact and the fact that that does, you know. Although it's not a major issue all the time, it isn't. It is part of being a senior woman in that culture, um, and so you know. I think you, within five episodes, you get a lot. Uh, watch it, and I think you'll then be going and recommending your friends watch it.
1: Would you recommend that people watch our next show? which is a star of Siri called Power. Welcome to the hottest club that New York's ever seen. True. People come here and become whoever they wanna be. It's a fantasy. When we met, what'd you think
0: I was gonna be? The biggest drug deal in New York City.
1: We open up a nightclub to clean the money. What if it can be more than that though, man? You mean we go legit? Live happily ever after? Your nightclub's the opportunity of a lifetime. We have everything. I'd wanted to stay this way. When not like these people, Ghost.
0: This business gets dirty. There's a cost.
1: We all start out small. Question is. What are you going to make of yourself? (sighs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Strong feelings you have.
0: (laughs) What about you, Ryan? Well, uh,
1: why don't you tell us what it's about?
0: Okay, so Power Star series basically about well, it's one main character, James St. Patrick, uh, who's, but it, it's it's he and his his mate who have have come up from the mean streets, if you like. Uh, he is now owner of a New York nightclub, and Tommy, who's his childhood friend. It's Tommy, isn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so have have grown up together. Uh, James is the more successful in what is basically a he's I don't know what do you call it a crime syndicate. He's a
1: a gang drug
0: dealer, come everything. No. Um, he he's become the more successful, although we we find out very soon within crime in um, New York area. Uh, you know, he's certainly not at the top. He's got a long, you know, he's uh, he's working his way up. Um, and it's following the story of this uh, him, his relationships and his... Gang sounds. I don't know. It sounds very Boardwalk Empire in this sense, but mm. it's it's a you know it's a drug network. Is they it, they they're, they're criminals uh, in in an organised sort of way. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. What would I say about it? It's it's got a lot going for it. I mean, I I, I think it's uh, it moves along quite well. It's reasonably predictable. I mean, it telegraphs sort of. It's pretty clear from the beginning that he's going to work, you know, he's trying going to try and work his way up and that's going to mean he's going to form alliances and then screw people over. You know that his childhood friend Tommy is probably going to come to, you know, will be come to blows with him at some point as he, he is resentful of James, you know, being more successful than he does There's a frustrated um uh, is it Tasha, his wife, his frustrated wife, mm-hmm. who's ignored? Then there's the uh, high school sweetheart who turns up um, that he instantly makes googly eyes at. And, of course, she turns out to be a DA or, what you know, one of those. Right, the, the,
1: dumbest, the, the, the dumbest, dumbest DA agent in the world. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so look, it's, it's all pretty, ob- like, and that, that you pretty much know after the first one or two episodes and you can sort of see. And
1: you've seen three episodes oh, I think it? so. Yeah.
0: So you pretty much know how it's going to roll out, but it's quite well written. It moves quite well. It's reasonably entertaining. I just didn't care or like any of the characters. Um.
1: Uh, even the main character you didn't like? <laughs> you James St. Patrick, Ghost?
0: I haven't been given any reason to like him at the moment. Yeah. I mean he kills someone in cold blood in the first couple of moments he right. uh cheats on his wife uh mm-hmm. you know without there seemingly being any other reason other than this old you know girlfriend he hasn't seen for eighteen years turns up again. Um, so we don't know anything about the history of his relationship with his wife, um, other than that he doesn't seem to have a lot of time from her because he's off building his empire, you know, drug empire. So I, I don't see a lot of reason I'm going to like him or be sympathetic. He's well played. Um, he's uh, if I was into that sort of thing, he's attractive. Uh, oh, just because
1: he's black, Jules?
0: No, he's got a penis.
1: Oh, <laughs> <that is gross>. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Ooh, <laughs> hot wife though.
0: Hot wife though. Um, yeah. So, what did you think?
1: Um, I I liked it. You know. Let me ask you this: What's your? F- what was the favorite part of this show? What was the best part?
0: Hmm. I don't know that I had strong enough feelings to say best part.
1: Well, I, I'll tell you, I think his buddy Tommy is friggin' awesome. Like, what yeah. a very cool character. The actor that plays him, I think, is phenomenal. I think he steals the the, the damn uh, scene every time he's on on, yeah. on the, the screen. He does such a great job and he plays this um, sort of um, angry uh, uh, Macklemore kind of <laughs> dude um, <laughs> in one of the later ap- episodes. You, you find this guy and he calls angry him uh, Eminem. He's, he gets pissed <laughs> off. He's like, quit calling me fucking Eminem. If I was Eminem, I'd have some start sucking on my dick right now. Um, hes <laughs> I think he's funny. Yeah. He's hes edgy. He's got this fire inside of him that's just burning. And like you said, you already know he's going to be blowing up yeah. at a later point. I, um, I
0: think my complaint then would be just, I mean, complaint, maybe why I haven't uh, connected more would be, it certainly has James as, as the focus and, and the main character. Maybe if no. it had have focused on either his relationship with Tommy or his relationship with his wife, uh, as the centre pivot for it, 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 I would have liked it more. But because I know and i agree i think i think tommy's a great character and that's in my head that's the story you know because you immediately know you know they yeah they've they've come up through the streets together and uh, i want to know about their history i want to know why mm-hmm. tommy's you know how did james end up being the one on top so to speak yeah. um i that's what i want to know more about this is not that sort of show though it it's very much mm. a um I don't know what we call these things. I mean, it, it's a soap opera in the way things like, you know, I mean, I suppose they really started with Dallas and, and and Dynasty. To some extent, it's it's um it's a bit you know Sons of Anarchy in that way, um, without perhaps being as certainly in what I've seen as layered in the characters, but very plot driven. I mean, things moving forward at a a pretty rapid pace, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's certainly entertaining. I suppose, you know, I'm certainly going to watch more of it because I'm intrigued enough, but I'm not, um, as I said, I just, like, yeah, James is a really dislikable character. Um,
1: uh, I don't find him dislikable. I-, I find him, like, you can't respect him uh, for the stuff that he does, but... Um- I don't. I don't hate him. Uh, I, I do feel a bit of compassion for him. Although I think he's he is he is a piece of shit. Obviously, what he's doing to his wife and what he's doing to his friends. Um, what do you think of the DEA agent? We already uh, I already tipped my hand as, the, as being the dumbest <laughs> oh. DEA agent on Earth. I mean, okay, now Jules, you're not a police officer, right? Never been in law no, enforcement. No, Me neither. No. Um, what would you say the percentage likelihood is of a nightclub owner being connected to criminal organization? <laughs> I mean, just off the top of your head. No, Are I, we talking high eighties? Yeah.
0: Well, look, I'd, I'd at least be. Uh, we're talking New York City, so I'd say high eighties.
1: <laughs> right. Apparently, she has no inclination whatsoever that he would ever be connected with anything related to crime. And, uh, and particularly, and given... jumps into bed with him.
0: Yes, and particularly given they you know, they've both come from humble beginnings. Uh, now she's obviously gone off and become a lawyer, and and there's an explanation. Yeah, apparently,
1: doesn't have fucking Facebook. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh well, you you yeah. have been arrested, or hey, aren't you part of that gang still?
0: Yes, yes the lack of <laughs> the lack of uh, use of uh, social media to actually find out who people are is is that's a good point because right. yeah, I mean, she might have. How did you end up owning this really big swish nightclub? Uh-huh. You know, yep. you must have. I don't know. What have you been doing? Working at You know, Best Buy or something and then you bought a nightclub
1: (laughs) Generally uh, I should probably use the skills that I've created at my job and think maybe hey you could be doing something illegal Nope let's just get in bed Yes (sighs) Anyways she annoys me that relationship annoys me I don't like it when they're on screen in fact I was watching episodes earlier I just kept skipping it (laughs) unless she was naked then it was skipping and skipping like I don't care what you're talking about (laughs) <laughs> this is stupid. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, to me, I'd rather see the crime organization stuff. You know the, you know the Tony Soprano stuff. The boring stuff is when he's at home with his family. Who gives a shit? Let's go out and be a gangster. That's why I'm watching TV. I wanted to be, you know. Well, I think at least someone it, it, with the, you know.
0: I mean Sopranos is a good point of comparison. I think because at least, so at least with Chinese Soprano. Y- y- you immediately from the first episode establish all these various tensions you know yes he's this right. crime boss who you know kills people without thinking you know the first episode though he's having a panic attack he ends up in therapy so this this person who's all about being in power and being in control puts himself in a situation where he's meant to be emotionally open and you know that's not what this show is. And I think, though, it needed to do a little bit more in the first episode. I mean, open with a bang, that's fine. But mm-hmm. I need to know a little bit... I don't, think, I don't think James is going to have much of a character arc. I mean, that people in soap operas don't normally. Events happen and they move through them, but they don't, I don't get a sense here that... You know, there's a lot of going to be a lot of self reflection or development, or you know, feeling that he's changing for the better or worse. It doesn't really matter. But I, I just, you know, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling the love or the hate in the right way. Maybe uh, again, just because his relationship with his wife is so underwritten or under portrayed. Um, you know, she she spends most of the first half of the season masturbating in the back of her limo, uh, which I'm not mm-hmm. complaining about that, but nope. she, it sort of doesn't quite um, add to her character in ways that might make you more intrigued about her role in the drug empire and the relationship and right. those sort of... And what's her relationship? And with, what
1: her stakes are as well. I mean, yeah, what know, happens if she finds out he's cheating? What are the stakes? What, you know, what's really... Yeah. What is he, he risking? I mean, he seems... He, he, he seems he's risking cheat. his empire, obviously. Well,
0: he seems to cheat on her with nary a thought. Now, in things like The Sopranos, there was a whole culture established where having uh, the mistress you know, banging strippers and all that was an accepted ongoing part of that culture. So whether the wives right. or girlfriends um, were either in denial or they knew it and and it was just don't put it in my face sort of thing. Whereas here, you know, we have no... That's what she
1: said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll head that one. Um, right, thank you. you have no history of this marriage. And, yeah, so why is he just... Is this something he's done a lot? Um, yeah. you, it would have made more sense if we'd already seen him, you know banging three waitresses at the nightclub beforehand. Uh, but, yeah, th- so there's stuff that... Uh, I'm happy to go with the flow, but I'll... Uh, yeah, I, I, and I will keep... Have you watched all of the first season?
1: No, I've got up to uh, the seventh episode.
0: Okay. So I'm not sure how the plot then moves for how much, how quickly it moves forward, but maybe that's enough to...
1: Well, I think that's kind of it. I, I, it. It seems like they have a plot that really you could have done in four episodes, and they've sort of stretched Raj. it to eight. Um, it's moving pretty slowly. Like you stop watching at third, I'm on seven. I can tell you what happened in about two sentences <laughs> in four episodes. Raj. So, yeah, it it doesn't move. But it, I, I've, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed every okay. episode. It's certainly uh, it's not bad. Um, needs to be said: Courtney Kemp uh, Eggball is the executive and creator. No, she's worked on some pretty cool stuff. Like um, recently, she worked on The Good Wife. Oh, okay. Um, she worked on Beauty and the Beast. She was executive or co-executive producer for Hawaii Five O for a bit. Um, she worked uh, as a co-producer on My Worst Enemy. Did you ever see that? No. That was a show eighty nine or sorry uh, eighty nine, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and it was. Um, I, I don't know if it was here or not, but it started Christian Slater. Oh, okay. And he was a spy that was programmed. Anyways, it was kind of a cool show. I, I did like it uh, for a short period. Uh, anyways, so she's the co-executive producer, and uh, executive producing as well is Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. I think that's um, 50 Cent. The rap style.
0: 50, 50 Cent.
1: I think he says 50 Cent. Oh,
0: does he now? He says 50. Mm-hmm. 50,
1: does he? Um, oh, It's actually a half dollar. <laughs> um. <laughs> Who's actually in, in the show as well. He plays um, yeah, so the, the guy who's driving the wife around. Yeah. Uh, the young guy, that's his dad, is, is uh, 50 cents, 50 cent, <laughs> half
0: dollar. 50 cents, half dollar. Um, interesting, I was thinking, when I was thinking about the structure of this, I was thinking about Scandal, which I don't think you've watched. Have
1: you? Um, no. I don't think so. So
0: Scandal, which it certainly started off life, whether intentionally or not, as a... Sp- Procedural with some uh, serialisation and ended up as a serialised show, um, and, and can be compared to this, I think, in su- in, in general genre f- terms, in that you know it's it's very plot driven and and part of the. Part of the enjoyment of it is the extreme situations the characters get into, I suppose. Actually, melodrama is probably the word I'm looking for to describe mm-hmm. this sort of genre. Right. So, you get characters that you uh, have some stake in for good or, you know, whether you like them or dislike them, and they get put into these, you know, time and again into these extreme situations, whether it's life and death or love and loss or whatever. So, they're sort of highbrow soap opera, if you like, or nighttime soap okay. opera. Um, so I think the fact that you've said that the plot doesn't barrel along would be my concern here because th- that's the thing in Scandal is, although all the characters are reprehensible and generally stupid and you want to slap them around, the plot is the sort of thing where you're just clapping your hands because it's so ridiculous and over the top and you're like, oh, my God, how are they going to get out of this now? Um, whereas in this, I think... I don't know that the balance is quite right. Either I want more character stuff, which obviously from listening to what I've been listening to myself talk about it, I want more character stuff, or I need the <laughs> bit, the plot to be barreling along like by now, you know, by episode 7 I would expect the the uh the investigation because there's a, an investigation going on. I don't think we probably explained that to... This sort of area of crime in the city, um that should be getting closer. There should be some stakes. There should be a. Uh, and as I said, we don't know is the wife going to leave him if she finds out he's screwing around or is she going to use it as some sort of blackmail or, you know, it's a bit frustrating. Uh, but it's good like it's good production values it looks good there's some good music mm-hmm. uh i think the acting is some really, the really good, good acting. acting in it and i do think it's a show yeah. that could mature into itself i think there's some right. basis there for um these characters developing and you know we've had what eight episodes of, in the first season um so you know it-
1: it's just it's too bad like the the main the main thing that it's hanging on right now is um, um, what's the James wants to get out of the game is essentially his big dilemma. Yeah. Is he wants to give up the crime? Tommy wants to keep doing the crime. He wants to go legit. Tommy yeah. doesn't, which is all fine in season five. But in season one, I want to see them fucking shit yes, up. Yes,
0: exactly. And that that
1: right. I want to see them being badass gangsters that are coming up yeah. in life. I don't want to join them now. So. That's where it might lose a little if, if they try to straight stay away from that too much. It's like joining a you know the Outlander after the war has happened. Well, okay, but well that's not really that exciting. Yes, yes. I want to see the war, the action. The you know the well, battle. and
0: and you know when the the name of the show is Power, that's what you want. The and mm-hmm. the lead character who is sexy and charismatic and obviously really smart to have got to this point, and he speaks Spanish. And <laughs> which is quite possibly <laughs> sexy to certain people. Um, I think you want him to be powerful. You want him to be using and abusing that power. You know, he shoots someone in cold blood in the first episode. I, <laughs> I want more of that. Um, and right. that, I think you, you've really, you know, pinned down. You you then want those tensions around, uh, you know, taking, taking the business legit, perhaps seeing him get more sucked into the, you know, having fashion shows at the nightclub or whatever down the track. But there just seems to have been a lot thrown thrown at the storyboard at this point without perhaps a thought of where does that leave you next season?
1: Does yes. it
0: become legit next season? Yes. How Rarely. does or how does he right. and, and again there's an interesting parallel because it is the place where Sons of Anarchy starts. It starts with the heir apparent to this motorcycle club slash crime empire reflecting uh finding his father's diary and reflecting on should i take this enterprise into a you know more legitimate business and certainly away from some of the the worst you know should i go more into soft crime rather than hard crime so uh, yeah but that tension that 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 thought is uh immediately you know challenged and, and it worked in that. So, you know, I don't – it could work in this, but I just don't think we've had enough mate, power yet. Give me more power, stars. Right. Give me
1: – So you want to see more godfather and less grandfather?
0: <laughs> well, I do get concerned when there's like half an episode where, they, you know, he's enamoured with having sort of, you know, fashion week at the nightclub. It's like, well, I, don't, I can watch right. Project Runway. I don't need – I I I want him being powerful and and I want him feeling the you know the drug the the pull of that power and wanting more of it before he wants something else. Uh, in in Sons of Anarchy, it was very much the character had been born into it, so it, it's reasonable that he's at a point, a young adult, that he's reflecting on which way he wants to go with his life. This guy, it all seems a bit sudden, you know. Go back
1: to your childhood. Now, what would you think if the if the last episode of Q came to the fact that he found out that Angela was DEA and he had to kill That'd
0: her? That
1: would be good. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's take it there. Yeah, I, I, I don't think. have a
0: problem with that. Although, you know, again, you you expect that you build up an alliance sexual alliance like this so that there can be some tension and some at least you know uh is she going to find out about him and then keep it hidden uh but i don't think so her character isn't sent like her characters we don't know a lot about her motivations or life so i don't that could be the way they go or will he be in a you know i do i kill her or do i not situation if it's more of that melodrama like scandal then yeah it could go either way she could find out and try and keep him protected and he could kill her as well um, uh,
1: right. after
0: he finds out that Tommy's been screwing her or his wife's been screwing her. I, you know, I, I'm all for, th- oh, I'm all for throw too. all the plot at it in this sort of thing. Either give me deep layered yeah. characters or fucking, yeah, as you said, just fuck our shit up with lots of plot.
1: Yeah. And there's lots of uh lots of boobs boobs. On the I would have thought there
0: was some more drug taking, um, but there's a bit, but
1: Yeah not so much. A, a but yeah, look give That's it a okay. go. Uh
0: again, you know, look good on stars for trying something different. I mean, this is a uh a, a show with a dominated uh African American and Latino cast, um and it's got a different feel about it than, you know, other shows around. And I think it's um as, as is my benchmark, if you turn on the TV and it's going to be another episode of Law and Order or Criminal Minds, go and watch this because it's heaps more entertaining.
1: And if you like to look at fine-ass black men, uh, I would and suggest women. this one highly because there's a lot of really good looking Ryan's recommending and it for women, the men. Yeah, I'll absolutely. recommend it for
0: the women and everyone will be happy.
1: <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Except for me. Hold on.
0: You can look at them both, Ryan. You can look at old Tommy. Tommy can be all yeah, yours. Sure. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the white guy,
0: thanks. <laughs> what was it? The angry Mackle- murderous Macklemore. Sorry, you...
1: <laughs> right, yeah. Macklemore uh, with the bad attitude. you the internet
0: for that. Here, I will send it Thank to you. you. <laughs> so there you go. The Fall and Power, both worth giving a watch to. I think...
1: And, and probably shows that have not been on anyone's radar. I think the I'm fall thinking. is the
0: sort of thing people have uh, literally fallen across because of uh, it being promoted on Netflix and turning up on the new right. on Netflix or recommended on Netflix, or because you watched other shows about creepy serial killers, you should watch this. Yeah, uh, yep. Power, <laughs> I definitely think, like a lot of things on stars what? has uh, has slipped by. Uh, it certainly hasn't got any critical acclaim. Uh, not many. Uh you know, I haven't seen many reviews of it around since the pilot, so um give it a go.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's they're both really good shows that'll keep you entertained. I don't think you're wasting any time by watching them myself. Well, young lady, I think we are at the end of another fine episode of the television. Chiny I do. Wig. That was a
0: good good one today. Lots to talk about. Not-
1: yeah, surprisingly, for, for two shows that sort of have an accumulation of 13 episodes between the two of them, I think we talked for well, an hour think, about them quite well.
0: Uh, that says something about the quality of, of both of them. And even if, you know, power's not going to change your life, I think uh, it, it's interesting enough. Uh, I, as I said, I'll certainly be watching more of it simply because uh, there's enough there. I, I love a good melodrama. You know, I got hugely sucked into scandal once it stopped being a procedural and went um, batshit crazy. So, um, let's just hope they fuck up more shit and there's a lot more power um, in it. Actually, that reminded me something else. I was just talking about um, hot hot guys in suits. We must put Luther on our list. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah, Luther. That would be good. Is it they are back doing another, another season. season I'm not
0: know? sure. I don't think it's coming out till next oh, okay. year, though. But uh, we've both watched Luther. That's okay. one we can uh, put on our list.
1: Right. Right. And then we'll come out of the closet as uh, uh, Idris I Elbophiles and Il- Il- yes, Idris I, Elbosexuals. I, think
0: we're both, I, I don't think there's many people on the planet who aren't. Oh my God, that man is, uh, what did I, I once say? A suit full of violent testosterone. Um,
1: right. What if him and Jason Momoa were in a room <laughs> together just brooding? No,
0: but maybe if they had their. Oh, no, no. That would would be too much man angst. angst. (laughs) Anyway, I'm not going to start raving about Idris Elba now. Um, I'll go and count.
1: Visit (laughs) Jules' Tumblr site of Idris Elba girls.
0: Lesbians who like Idris Elba. It's a whole new subculture. Right. Idris Elba, What
1: are we going to be talking about
0: in our next episode?
1: Well, if you enjoyed our episode this week enough that you would prefer to come back next week and hear something else, we will be talking about ooh, The Leftovers, which we talked about and uh, the, the Strain. Yes, two
0: relatively new shows, which are just uh, Leftovers has just finished and I think The Strain's just about to finish its first season, uh, both coming back for a second season. So we'll tell you whether it's worth catching up on the first season um, or whether you can clear that bit of your DVR and get ready for the full schedule. Um, please tweet us at, at tvchinwag.com. Or um, hit us up on Tumblr, let us know what you thought of our podcast, but also let us know what you might – other things that we haven't watched or talked about that you might want us to, because obviously you're craving our insights into your favourite or least favourite show.
1: And let us know what you think about the shows we review. So if you liked The Fall or if you liked uh, Power – and it's not something you would have seen before without our show. Please let us know. It kind of makes us feel a little warm and cushy on the inside.
0: That could be something else. But it could be your praise and um, feedback. Uh, you can also, remember, catch us on uh, through tvchinwag.com, uh, which will take, us, take you to our SoundCloud uh, podcast. Or you can just look us up on iTunes.
1: And you can leave a review on iTunes as well. Any kind of review, as long as it's a nice no, one, is no, welcome. Please,
0: please. Um, and
1: let me know. Abuse l- us. let me know, at TV Chinwag. You can say whatever bad things you want. Just give it five stars. That's all <laughs> I Yeah, ask. Just
0: abuse Ryan as much as you like. He can take it. No, he can't. Don't. I can't I, okay. I can't hug and him now you, that he's in if another country you feel country. that sting, that's oh. just pride fucking with you <laughs> Okay, Angry yeah. McLemore I think we're finished for the day um,
1: <laughs> Awesome, thank you, Thanks, Ryan. Jules. You
0: go back to your Canadian land And I'll be back here down under And we'll be
1: I have to go get we'll started on the leftovers soon.
0: Next week, actually
1: Thanks for listening
0: If you like the podcast, please consider giving us a review on iTunes. Send mail to fans at tvchinwag.com or follow on Twitter at tvchinwag. Music for this podcast provided by YouTube Music. For Ryan, Jules, and myself, thanks for listening to
1: TV Chinwag.
0: I don't know.